everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal and maybe even a cup of coffee and join in on the conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I am Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture, and we are concluding our little series on how to know the will of God in this episode. So we are really glad that you're here, and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey Kara. Hey mom. I missed you. You've I been know. gone for a long time. I did, and guess where I was? I was in Rome. I know, and you were in Rome. Yes. Which is so ironic. It really is. And, you know, I got to tell you a funny story. So, you know, we went to um, to Rome and we went to Greece, went to Corinth uh, with, you know, Millie and Riley. That's our, my two granddaughters that just graduated from uh, high school, even though that my daughter graduated from uh, seminary. I did. I did not get a trip. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you got one for in going. California. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, that's and true. So, that's true. Anyway, so we were in, uh, no, I mean, California, Rome, Corinth, you know, that's a little bit different. But anyway, so when we were there, the girls would, you know, talk about what was the d- good day, what's today, was a bad day, what was, you know, what, what was your favorite? Did you have a bad not? day? Well, no, but it's just like, oh. you know, what was your least favorite versus things. And so we would talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And we talk about this at, at lunch and so, or at dinner or whatever. And so uh, Raleigh said, let's let's ask some things that we uh, found out about each other, because, you know, we were on this trip for almost two weeks, about each other that we, you know, didn't know and stuff. And so we were all went around, you know, we we're just talking about crazy stuff and fun stuff. And Raleigh says... Well, what I didn't know about Mimi is, and I know that she loves the Bible, and I know that she studies the Bible all the time, which I thought that was sweet, but I didn't have a clue that she was so much in love with Paul. Oh, (laughs) yeah. You love Paul. (laughs) I do love Paul, but I I don't know. It was just funny because I wasn't expecting her to say that. I thought, you know, she was going to say... I didn't, you know, realize that Mimi took so long to get ready, or I didn't realize that Mimi didn't like to exercise, or, no, I think mostly everybody knows that. But anyway, it was just funny, because she said, I just didn't know that Mimi was so in love with Paul. Well, it's, that makes me feel better, because you always make fun of me for all the men in the Bible that I love. Well, that's true. And now you have a guy in the Bible that you love. Yes, Apart from Jesus. Apart from Holy Spirit. But this is... (laughs) <laughs> we just go with all three. Uh, but here's the funny thing about that, though. I haven't even told you this, but we would uh, I really went to you. this. I know we went to uh, St. John's Cathedral, and I'm like, "Oh, Carol loves John." And we're running in, took a picture of her, of him, and then uh, and then we John went, was there. Well, <laughs> his kidding. picture was in yeah. his stories, and uh, and then we were in Rome and. We went to Florence, and we went, oh, there's the statue of David. Oh, David. Kara, yeah, and I said, Kara loves David. And, and the girls were like, who does she not love? And I said, listen, <laughs> they're all Bible. They are godly men, and they're dead. I mean, they're with Jesus. So, but They're really just the three. The, it's David, John, and Moses. Well, that's true. More about Joshua. That's really, the, 
Not I don't like Joshua. I mean, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like him. I mean, he did a great job really going into the promised land, but yeah, um, he moved on. Yeah, no, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't qualify him as one of my favorites, but I am in Joshua right now, though. Oh, <laughs> goodness. <We laughs> so go I'm really behind, but yeah, you are, anyway. But anyway, back to this story. We were in Rome and we were in Rome and I was thinking, you know, a lot, because you know that I, I was thinking about these verses and how that we've been talking about the will of God. And, you know, and even talking with the girls, they were like, you know, how do you know the will of God? How do you know if this is God's will? And, you know, it really is something that I think so many of our listeners and people that are joining the owner conversation, I am sure that they're confident wanting to know the will of God. And I think it's hard sometimes because we have all these questions like, can we really know the will of God? Does God want to tell us His will? Is it a mystery? You know, is it any way that I can be certain that what I'm doing is of God's will? So there's a lot of questions that go right. in there, and well, I'd hope I feel so, like that's we've probably about why for yeah for three weeks now. Through, yeah, but, <laughs> but I do feel like that that's one of the reasons that Paul was writing the letter was because he wanted to encourage you know the church in Rome to not think that just because things were going bad, that they're not in God's will. Uh, and, you know, they were being persecuted. And, of course, Romans is an amazing book, uh, a lot of theology. We talked about, yeah, Romans 6, 7, and 8 for right. a few weeks, too. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a wealth of information, not just Christian living, but who God is and but the beginning, the foundation of the world and all of those kind of things. But I, I find that, you know, when we get to... Romans 12, of course, like you said, we talked about 6, 7, 8, and we talked about the Holy Spirit in us, that it is the Holy Spirit in us that leads us to truth and uh, discerns really what the will of God is. But there are things that in chapter 12 that definitely gives this little guideline if you really want to know the the will of God. And I think we have to step back and go and, and be amazed and go, you know, we can are you? I mean, is this what Paul is saying? Paul is saying that we actually can know the will of God for our lives, and I think that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah, which, and I think you know that's what we kind of touched on those last couple of weeks of talking about the presenting your bodies as living sacrifices and what that actually looks like and what that means and not being conformed to the world and and I think you know a lot the question that you know, in the last episode, but I kept wanting to get to, you know, the practicality of it, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, what is this? Like, how does this actually, how does this play out? Like, how do you actually know, you know, cause it's like, mm-hmm. okay, we can, we present our, we present our bodies. We, you know, not to be conformed. We renew our mind and then you still have to make a decision <laughs> yeah. or you still have to maybe not make a decision or, you mm-hmm. know, I don't know, but it's like, there are some times where it's like, okay, Right. It's like, okay, well, I've done these things, so now what? Yeah, and I think that that's a good point, what you're, you know, bringing up, not knowing that you're going to bring that up in our, you know, our discussion right now, because I I really believe with all of my heart that, you know, we get so called up in uh, our Christian life is like, okay, what is God's will? And we, you know, are so concentrated on getting to that place and in in reality, and you've heard me say this a thousand times, but in reality, the Christian life is more about the journey. It's more about these the process and, and that it's more about learning about who God is and learning who we are in Christ and looking at situations and circumstances 
through the eyes, more of a spiritual eyes of it. And I think that, you know, Paul, when he starts out in, you know, in chapter 12, he says, I urge you and I beseech you. In, in other words, Paul is like, I beg you. And, and as I was thinking about that, Kara, I thought, you know, this isn't a command. Like, you cannot command someone to present their bodies as a living sacrifice. This has to come from the heart. This has to be a choice that we have to, to make. And I think that that's one of the things that we, we miss out. And I just wanted to point this out because I know this is our last little discussion about this right now. But I do want to point this out is that this is our choice. This is something that we are going to have to choose to say, I'm going to present my body as a living sacrifice. But that doesn't mean, and this is why I feel like people get messed up with is say they're deciding whether or not they should take a job. Like, should I change jobs? Let's just use that as an example. And their focus is just that one particular thing. Like, and so, and it's like, do I change jobs? Should I take this job offer? Should I even look for a job? And, and you're so concentrated on that. And that's not really what Paul's talking about. It's like, it's like your whole life. He says it's your living sacrifice. And then later on, he says everything you do, if you eat, drink, do for the glory of God. So it's, it's like the whole life. It's not just this particular one decision I need to make. So, you know, we've talked well, about I think this he, surrender. I mean, it does have that. That's part of it. But it's that yeah. overall, I'm giving my whole life to God. So it's not about... Do I, you know, ask God if I should have this job? What Paul is saying is that you present your entire body, everything, everything, whether it's just this job, whether it's your children, whether it's your health, whether it's life, you know, everything. Oh, so you're saying it's not, it's like every, your whole being, it's not compartmentalizing. It's like, oh, what is God's will for this compartment? But then you may have another area of your life where... You're, you're not, not giving you're not involving right. right. You're not surrendered to God in that area. I think that's where why he refers to as it um, as presenting your bodies as a mm-hmm. sacrifice because that is right. your whole being. Everything that is where your soul is, your heart, your mind, your everything. So I think that's that implication as well as like okay, I'm presenting my body because I'm presenting everything I have before mm-hmm. the Lord, surrendering my I'm life, it all. whatever I'm that done. means. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm done with you know trying to live my life. Based on my, you know, decisions, based on what I want, I, I I want what God wants, and we said this, I think, in the first, you know, uh, discussion that you said, if God, if you're not in it, I don't want it, and it's just that's just in everything. That's not just like right. I need to know God's will. Should I date this person? I need to know God's will. Should I take this job? I need to know. Should I move? You know, should I go to the mission field? Should I, you know, what should I do? It's not that. It's like. It's just the overall arching this like total surrender. Like, God, it is you and I. You are the most important thing in my life. And I'm just giving everything to you. And that's where that, you know, it says to presenting your body as a living sacrifice. And I I think that that's so important because so many people, when they're having a very critical, very life altering decision to make, they mm-hmm. want to throw out and say, I need to know God's will in this situation. And so what Paul is saying, if you really want to know God's will, you can't just go, well, what do you want me to do right here? But now I'm going to hold on. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do on other things. I just need to know about the job or I just need to know, right. you know, that. And that's what I wanted to make sure that, you know, we were yeah. clear in that because it's definitely is a mindset 
And um, yeah, well, and I think, yeah, it's a posture of the heart and a mindset. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not a command. You cannot command a heart thing. That That's something that's voluntarily. That's something to, that's where you choose. He said, I urge you to present your body. That's a choice that we have to make. Right. And it definitely means that's a choice that I have to make that God's giving me that choice as his child. Yeah. So I feel like I have a lot to say on this matter that as we're in closing up about the will of God, which usually if I feel like I don't have something to say about it, I have a lot mm-hmm. to say. That's right. And I feel like I have a lot to say, so maybe I don't. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> but, not going to say anything. <laughs> but I think because this is something that I do, I think about a lot in my personal mm-hmm. life. You know, mm-hmm. what does God want? And I do have to constantly, not constantly, I would say consistently is probably a better word. I am consistently evaluating where my heart is, you know, is it mm-hmm. completely surrendered? If God did this or that, would I be okay? You know, like, are mm-hmm. there areas in my life that basically are not surrendered? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I am, you know, making sure all that. And one thing that I was, I was listening to a podcast. Well, it was a sermon from our favorite, mm-hmm. our favorite mm-hmm. man, Ron Dunn, who's an old school mm-hmm. preacher. He's passed, but he was talking about this and there are some things that have really stuck with me that have been very, very helpful. And one of the things he was talked about was if you have surrendered your life, like if you're in a posture where you're like, God, I want what you want. If you don't, if you're not in it, I don't want it mm-hmm. um, and that's in, all, your in your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that mm-hmm. is your heart. Like you've, you've surrendered, you're, you are under the sovereign rule of, the Lord, you know, whatever his lordship over your life and all that. Then if you desire it, you go that's with that. God wants. Yeah. <laughs> that. That's what God wants. And I think that is such a difficult thing to, at least for me, there's many things that I want to touch on that has been really helpful, I think, in this with God's will. But that was one of the big things that I felt like is important to talk about because i have a hard time trusting my desires. Like I kind of have, well, I struggle with the mentality and this is horrible, but if I desire it, then God must not want it for me. Mm-hmm. And that can be from like big things, you know, like overarching things of like, oh, being married one day to little things like, oh, I want to take this job. Yeah, not mm-hmm. That's not little, but I just mean right. like I can like big, like mm-hmm. Umbrella desires versus like specific decision desires. Um, I have a hard time like, oh, if I want it, then that must mean God. And that's not true. I don't believe that's true. But it is something that I think a lot of Christians probably struggle with is like, and I think it's not trusting your desires. It's just trusting that, okay, I've surrendered my heart. I've surrendered to the Lord. So if this desire is there, and of course it's not a sinful desire, it's just like, no, I desire to take that job or I desire to do this. And there's an opportunity to do it, then maybe, you mm-hmm. know, like that is probably the Lord's will. And I think that is a hard, I think that's hard. I think it's hard because we don't trust ourselves. And one thing, I think that that's part of it. And that's why the second thing is so important about conforming, uh, transforming your mind. It's not just having positive thoughts. It's not, as I'm going to say, like one of the things that's an element of this is your view of God. Like, if mm-hmm. I want it, and I really want it, then it must not be God's will. Like, so what right. that is, is the view of God, is that God wants to withhold what's best for you, and that's totally biblically incorrect. That's right. against Scripture, because Scripture clearly says that God does not withhold what is best to His children. So mm-hmm. 
the transforming of, of the mind obviously includes the prayer and knowing what Scripture says. But when you're giving God everything, and you're like, I don't know now if I give God everything, if I can trust myself. And I think that your little exercise sometimes saying, well, what if God says no? Then whatever stirs in you, like there have been so many times in my life I thought, you know, I've totally surrendered. I want what God wants. If God doesn't want this, then I don't I don't want it. But then when God doesn't allow it to happen, then that's like an x-ray machine over my heart that shows me like, oh, I totally was not really honest with myself that that's really because you can tell by your response. If you get mad and angry with God, then you you haven't totally surrendered in to it. I'll throw myself under. I was going to use the job thing, but I'll, I'll use marriage. I mean, I've talked about this tons of times on here of just that's a desire of my heart. Sure. And that has Pray not been every day. fulfilled mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. And so while I was listening to that because I was, that is something that I am putting before the Lord of like, okay, if you if you don't want this for my life, I want you to take away this desire. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally, it actually would be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. So that's great if he, if he did, but he hasn't taken away the desire. I haven't had the opportunity, you know, the opportunity to get married to who I think, I mean, there, I've had opportunities to get married, but not to who. Mm-hmm. God, God anyway. mm-hmm. So that is one thing where it's like, okay, well, I have this, I have this desire, but I'm consistently having to put it underneath the Lordship of whatever God wants for my life. So mm-hmm. You know, like 10 years ago, it may have been more than that. I don't remember. 10 to 15 years ago, I had a moment with the Lord where I was like down on my knees, on my face, like just mourning. I was not more, I was not married yet. Mm-hmm. I was just down on my knees and I was, you know, heartbroken and just, yeah, obviously not married and wanting that. And I knew the Lord asked me and whispered in my heart if I never, if you never get married, but you still have me, is am I enough? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I had to be honest with him and say, no, like I, I want you to be, and I hate that mm-hmm. my answer is no, but that's honestly where my heart is at. Like you're, you know, so I, I didn't want what God wants because I just wanted to be married, whether God wanted it or not. Mm-hmm. But now I can honestly say, and it's just reminded me of what you're saying, like if God were to say no, you're never going to get married. There, I would be, there would be a mourning to that. Like sure. I would be sad, but I wouldn't death to be, a dream. Mm-hmm. it would be death to a dream, but it would say, okay, if that's what, mm-hmm. you know, you want. And so I use that as an example of like, in this moment, I'm not married and <laughs> not mm-hmm. planning on any times, you know, there's, I don't know what's going to happen with all that, but I do believe that if the desire is still there and I have surrendered it, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's under whatever God wants in that area is mm-hmm. truly what I want. And in every area of my life, then I have to believe that you will do that or you'll change my desire. It'll change your desire. And I think yeah. that that's confirming about what I was saying, that the Christian life is a journey. And at that moment, that was part of that journey of where you were honest before God, you're on your face and you're like, no, God, you're not enough right now. And now you're, you know, it's been a journey, and yeah. tomorrow and you God may say, no, there. God, you're not enough. And, and yeah, and that's the whole thing, too, is that we have a choice to present our bodies and say, God, I, I want to give everything to you. We have a choice. We want to do that. But it is through the Holy Spirit that empowers us 
to consistently and to come to that place and to to allow him to work in our hearts in such a way that we can trust him. And when mm-hmm. it's, you know, when Paul talks about being conformed to this to this world, be transformed, the conformed to this world means don't think like the world. Like you you've got to think like you have to have the mind of Christ. And if you don't ever get married and God will change that. The Holy Spirit will empower right. you to embrace wherever you are in, in your race or in your life. And, it, and it's a journey. And trying to get somewhere that you're not yet is is not of God either because every day's a day. And, you know, I've shared with you, you've told me a thousand times about how you struggle with something if something were to happen to me or your dad, how could you deal with that? And I said, you know, I— struggle with the same thing with my mom and my dad and how that God spoke to my heart and said, I'll give you the grace to handle that the day that you have to do it. And he did. Right. But so as as this journey goes, what we are to do is just consistently make sh- you know, sure that we talk with God and that we are saying, God, you know, maybe today I don't want your will. Maybe today I'm, I'm, I'm wanting my life to be the way that I want it to be, or I have these expectations, or I had these dreams that I thought it would be, and yet that's not the way it is now. You have to embrace it. You have to be honest with it, but there comes a time to say, but God, I give this to you. Here's what I have. Here are the pieces. Mm-hmm. Here are the pieces. And uh, maybe you just have to give them the pieces. Yeah. And I think too, going back to like the desire, I, there have been many times in my life, whether I was deciding between a job or a location or mm-hmm where to live, a roommate situation, I mean, whatever. And like, sometimes I think we can overcomplicate it so much. Overthink where it. I th- mm-hmm. Yeah, like overthink it, overcomplicate it. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there have been times where I just have felt the Holy Spirit whisper in my heart, like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Do you want to take that job? Do you want to live there? Do you want, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and I think that, you know, when our... When we are surrendered, when it's like we mm-hmm. want what God wants, we're completely open-handed. And we're thinking spiritually. We're thinking of God. Yeah, and I think that there is, that's where, and I'm talking, you know, obviously there's all those things too. It's like I'm not desiring things that are not of God. I'm talking about like mm-hmm. just this, just like from everything I'm seeing, like this isn't, it seems like a good decision, you know, that would not draw me away from mm-hmm. the Lord to this or that or, you know, whatever. It seems like the Lord would be in that. But you know, I think I think it's one of those things where, you know, we want to look at Genesis to Revelation and find the verses in the con in the concordance of where it says, "Kara, take this job," or "Kara, you're going to be married." We're looking for that, and there are a lot of great things. There's a lot of things that's just not in there, and you're looking for God's will for your life. So it's like, well, how? How do I know since I can't look it up in Scripture? Because Scripture says you conform your mind into the truth of God's Word. Well, in God's Word, there's not going to be a verse in there that says Kara's going to be married. So what you have to do is you have to look at the heart of God. And, and at the very end, it says that you can discern what is the will of God because it is good and it's acceptable and it's perfect. So mm-hmm. you have to you know, conform your mind to this thinking of you know, whatever God's will is, I know it's going to always be best. I know it's going to Mm -hmm. always be good. I know that it's going to be perfect. I just don't know exactly which area of life or which situation is going to come about. But at the end of the day, when I look back, 
and, and we've all said this a thousand times, we've looked back and we may not have seen God's hand in that situation. It might have been bad. It's just like, Joseph, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You can look at those things and say, how is God ever in it? Which is what Paul was trying to say to the people at church. Don't look at the persecutions. Don't look at what's happening with other believers. Keep your eyes on that and surrender to God. And yeah, God's keep your eyes for on you the be Lord. perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it reminds me of a psalm, Psalm 37, 4, and it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is delight yourself delight in the Lord. Yeah. And I, yeah. that's what we're talking about is like delighting in him, resting in him, trusting him. That is the delighting. Yeah. If yeah. he's more important than whatever you are desiring, then you can walk into that. You can know it is God's will because that's what you want, because what you want is what God wants. And what and what yeah. you're saying is that if you're wanting what God wants, then if you're still wanting it, that's what God wants. Yeah, and what he Ron Dunn said in this in that sermon is if you are wanting what God wants, mm-hmm. he will not let you walk into something that he doesn't want. Like That's he right. won't let you do it. And that brought so much peace to me because mm-hmm. I get so scared that I'm walking to, into You're something. Make a mistake. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I'm gonna make a mistake or I'm gonna miss Miss Hill, mm-hmm. yeah, like is this right? You know, and and he he brought up something that I have thought about a thousand times since then. Is he talks about Balaam's donkey, mm-hmm. which for those go. who don't no. know, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a story in the Old Testament. I think it was a king. I don't know which king, but was riding a donkey going mm-hmm. somewhere. Again, I don't know the details of the story, but and the king was going, and the donkey saw an angel in the middle of the road stopping him. Mm-hmm. Well, the king, the one riding the donkey, didn't see the angel. The donkey mm-hmm. did. And he kept, you know, the donkey would turn beating around. Beating the donkey. Mm-hmm. Beating the donkey, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the donkey would turn around, and the king would beat mm-hmm. the donkey to try to get him to go that way. And finally, it's kind of one of those funny stories. Where it's like, did this really happen? But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it in did. the Bible, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it did. Yeah. Um, but the donkey's like, why do you keep hitting me? And there's a, you know, I can't go this way. And anyway, the king sees that. There's an angel in the middle of the road Mm -hmm. stopping, you know, like basically saying, don't go this way. Mm -hmm. And they turn around. But the point of that story of what I bring that up is sometimes we've aligned our hearts. We're delighting in the Lord. We have this desire. We have an opportunity to go in this direction. And if sometimes if we don't know what to do, you just keep moving, you know, you just keep going forward. And Mm -hmm. then and praying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like God, if you're wanting what God wants, like he will bring Mm-hmm. You know, he will put an angel in Miller Road and he will not, just like that donkey, would not let that king go forward on that path that he was on. Because um, God put an angel there. And that's the important thing is that God closed that door. He He stopped the path. And we can bully our way in. We can try to open the doors ourselves. But if we do, then we're not doing the first right. part where it says surrender, you know, presenting yourself right. as a living sacrifice. But I think that... Yeah, I think there are times, though, where it's like, I don't know, like, maybe I don't know what I want. Like, I kind of want both of these. Like, I like, mm-hmm. like, both options are good. And I, you feel even more confused. I mean, I know one of my nieces dealt with that with dealing, you know, with what school to go to. Like, there was, there were great options. There wasn't a wrong option. And I remember she called me one day and I just was like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do? Yeah. Like, you, you want what God wants. Like, what, where do you want to go? And you yeah. can always change it after a year. I mean, you can't, you're not like... <laughs> bound there forever mm-hmm. so but it's like for this you know we're having you that go? freedom and that choice i think that 
we make, like you said, we overthink it. We make it harder because I think we are doing it more of a legalistic thing. Like, you know, it's not having the freedom to really trust God, not ourselves. We we definitely, you know, get a little fear that we're, you know, trusting ourselves. But when you've surrendered and you want God and you've, you've done everything that you know, as far as you know at this point in your life, that you are totally wanting God's best and that you don't want anything but God's best. And as far as you know at that point, maybe you there is maybe you're deceiving yourself, but you don't know that. So it's not like God's like really down deep. You don't. So I'm not going to give it to you. That's not at all the way God works. God will reveal to you that down deep in your heart, you haven't totally surrendered right. it, but that's God doing it. We don't have, we don't, we're trying to make it a legalistic, it, an, an action. Like we're, instead of us trusting God, we're, we're, we don't trust ourselves. And so instead of trusting God, we're really trying to trust ourselves. And that's, that that's not at all biblical. And I was thinking about when you were talking in Colossians 2, it says in verse 6, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established in the faith. And, and it says, so as you've received Him, walk that way. So you receive Him by faith. And because of that, you're going to have to walk by faith. And so mm-hmm. when we get to the end of the day, when what we're talking about and what Paul's talking about in Romans it, you can know God's will, and it is up to God to tell us. It's not right. like we're trying to figure out what our will is. God's not playing hide and seek here, and He's given well, us and His I, truth, and He wants us to know what He He wants us to walk in His truth, and He wants us in the center of His will. Yeah, He wants us in His will more than we do. That's why yeah. I brought I brought me so much comfort to know, like, okay, if I truly am wanting what God wants, That's and right. I do in every area of my life, yeah. then He will not let me walk into something that is not his will. Like he yeah. just won't. He takes like the responsibility. He, Absolutely. He yeah, takes like the he responsibility. Well, not even the responsibility. He just will, he'll do it. Like he mm-hmm. will put a Balaam's donkey in the way and stop mm-hmm. you. And sometimes when we don't know what to do, sometimes we either, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like we don't know what to do, then don't do anything. But there are some times where it's like, I don't know which. So I'm just going to move forward in this one direction. I don't know if this is the right one. I don't know. And so it's more like, God, if this isn't it, then you need to you need to stop it, and He will. I think for me, it goes back down to the very simple fact. I'm just not trusting God. I am trying to figure out it. I'm trying to figure out the outcome. I think when we fear that we're going to make the wrong mistake is because we're concerned about the outcome of our choices. And when we give God our choices and we give God our heart and we surrender it, He takes the responsibility of the outcome. And I think fear sometimes causes us to grab it back from God because we're afraid that we're going to get hurt or we're afraid we're going to make a mistake or we're going to do something wrong. And I think that's the conforming all in your mind. I think it's that's what Paul is talking about. Like, you've got to conform to the—it's transforming. It's not—it's not— thinking positive things. It's like your mind is totally transformed. It's gone from, you know, the old person of who you are to who you are now in Christ. And you've got to think and know the truth about who God is and and change your whole uh, perspective of who God is and trust Him. That's conforming your mind, you know, because the world tells you it's up to you to make your life what it needs to be. There's 
there's so many voices coming at us that, you know, if you make a mistake, then you're going to regret it. You know, just one choice and, you know, you're just going to be doomed or, you know, there's life-altering choices, which they are, but there are, got but that. Yeah, like God is bigger than that. And I think that's kind of like what the bottom line is, is delighting in Him and aligning your heart and mind with Him and surrendering to, you know, presenting your body, your whole being, your mm-hmm. whole life to Him as a living sacrifice to say whatever you want and then go from there, you know, see yeah. like, okay, if I desire this, okay, if there's an opportunity and I desire this, that, or maybe I don't know what I'd say, I you know, there's two options that I, I, I like both. Like there's not a wrong, mm-hmm. sometimes there's not a wrong decision. And sometimes those are the harder decisions <laughs> because okay. it's like, oh gosh, there's not, yeah, I don't know which I want. And I think sometimes when you don't know what you want or what you even desire, I think that's where it's like, you still, you can, you know, move forward and ask mm-hmm. God, like, if you don't want this, stop it, mm-hmm. you know, bring a Balaam's donkey and, you know, don't let me continue on. Yeah. Uh, and I think that the the key to that is remembering it's a day-by-day, step-by-step, walking with the Lord, abiding in Him. It's not being so concerned with the the goal as much as it is the journey. It's not as much about where am I going to end up or how is this going to turn out. It's more about uh seeing God's presence and trusting Him along the way, along the journey. And you just move forward and you go with what you know. You know, I think when it says that, uh, in I think it's Psalms 119, where it says, the Lord is the, you know, His Word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. And I think that that's where it is. It's just saying, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. And then if something happened along the way and you're taking a whole different route or you're feel like, oh my gosh, you know, this was not what I thought and he's changing your circumstances, then it's God doing that. So I think it's just understanding that your uh, walk with the Lord is exactly what it is. Your journey with the Lord is exactly what it is. It's day by day. And you just trust him for that moment. Like you said so many times, you said, you know, just keep, just move forward. And if God decides to stop it, he will. Right. But today, you had to just deal with what's today. Yeah, not getting so caught up in just what it will look like. I was having a conversation with a friend, and I keep thinking about this, so I wasn't going to bring it up, but it keeps Here going to can. my mind. So maybe yeah, I, let's do it. <laughs> I'm Come supposed on. to. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not anything big deal, but I was just talking to a friend, and she was saying, you know, why do you feel like in, and this is in her world, so mm-hmm. this may mm-hmm. not be the case in everyone's world, but I just think it's a principle of, she was like, why do you feel like in this Christian dating culture, that she is in, like people, like it ends so quickly, you know, it's after like mm-hmm. a couple dates or a month or two or whatever. And she was like, she just is seeing it like over and over again. And I was like, I honestly think it's because people think that they are going to know if this is their husband or wife after their first or second date, and then they mm-hmm. don't know. And so they bow out instead of just trusting the Lord every step of the way, you know, yeah. like they just bow out. And instead of just being like, okay, well, you know, I like spending time. I like this person. There's this and that or whatever. And mm-hmm. and just kind of going with it. But sometimes I think it's like, oh, I don't like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is it. And so you just bow out because you know, there's vulnerability in mm-hmm. that. There's risk in that. There's trust, there's trust in that. There's faith in that. Instead of just being like, okay, well, I don't, like, I don't know where this would go, mm-hmm. but I know 
you know, this person loves the Lord or this person, this or that, or whatever it may be. And, and I think that principle applies in every area where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how this is going to turn out, or I don't know, like, and you, we just like freak out instead of just trusting God. And <laughs> right. And I think it's a protection of our heart. We don't want to hurt. If there's any well, two people not. on the face of this earth that don't yeah, want to hurt. You and I. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so, uh, but I think that that's what's happened in the Christian culture. I think there's a lot of divorce. I think a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, a lot of deception, a lot of mistrust. And so when, instead of working through issues, when you're dating someone, you want to bow out because you're like, I'm not going to get hurt again. And that's just easy. And I know that I'm preaching to the choir because I know that could be something <laughs> that, you know, that you, you struggle with. Yeah. I'm not saying. Well, in this it, particular person. But I'm just it saying would, it is yeah. one of those things. It's just, if it yeah. gets hard and it gets difficult, then we are like, Oh, it, this just isn't God's will. It's not working out. This right. you're just not meant for me. Instead of really working through that to see if He's meant for you or not, it's right. it's you know well, I've told you this God a through, thousand yeah. times. Is that and, and other people have asked me that? Like, what do you look for in a guy? Is he teachable? And that's the main thing. Jesus isn't you know around, and you're not going to marry him. And and so we're not looking for perfection. We're <laughs> looking for someone. Yeah, yeah, we're looking for someone that is teachable, and someone that is learning to do that. And I think we just don't live in a culture right now where anybody wants to be taught. They want to tell everybody what right. And they, well, and I think know, so. Anyway, that that I yeah. don't know who you're talking about, but no, I no, just know that, that I think there's both of those situations where it's like it gets to that point, but there's also like they're not even letting it get to that point because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I had like the Lord hasn't come down my bed and said this is my wife after date number two. And then they just bow out. And I was like, well, okay, well, where's the trust in the Lord in that? And I think that can apply in a variety of areas in our lives where we start to walk down the road and we all of a sudden, like God hasn't, we feel like God hasn't said yes or no. That doesn't mean that God's saying no. Mm-hmm. That just means, okay, just keep, it's like, just keep getting out of the boat and keep walking, you know, trusting him to keep you afloat. And I like, that's the, that's what I was pointing out is like, I think that's, where, I mean, I think it applies to our kids, to marriages, to jobs, you know, everything where it's like we, it's, we get so, we like get out of the boat. We're like, okay, I'm gonna take this leap of faith. And then we put our foot in the water and we're like, oh, this isn't what God wants because, mm-hmm. you know, it's so unknown and scary. And I don't yeah. know how to, have, you know, instead of just like, right. okay, well, just, let's just delight in the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you want what he wants, like he won't let you drown. That's right. He and won't yeah, let you make I mean, the wrong decision. Peter went down three times. But he didn't drown. <laughs> but he did get out of the boat, and he didn't get right. out of the boat until God called him. But I think that one of the things that uh, we need as we look at, at life and, and wanting to trust God, that's the bottom line, is that we just have to get to the place where, God, you know, I'm just done with today. Like Today's the only day that you've promised me that I'm going to live. I'm going to trust you today. And I think that as I as we close, you know, just want to remind what I said at the very beginning, Paul is talking to the people at Roman in Rome that were going under persecution. And it's just like what you're saying, like don't don't get away from it. Don't turn away from it because it's hard. You 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 know, know that this is God's will for your life. And the only thing that Paul was saying, I just urge you to this is if you want to worship God, it's not about going to the temple. It's not if you want to worship God, true worship is giving him all of yourself, giving Him everything, giving Him your heart, giving Him your desires, giving Him 
you know, everything that you feel is is important to you. Get, you know, I have to deal with this all the time. Give them, you know, told you I've prayed. I prayed for your husband ever since I knew I was pregnant with you, before I even knew you were a girl, and whoever you were going to marry, if that was the case. And, you know, I've been praying for all this time. I just have to trust God that, you know, that he's going to be faithful to my desire to pray and ask God, you know, for me, I pray that the two of you, whoever you marry, the two of you together will be greater for the kingdom because you're together, that you're better together. And, you know, it's, and that means learning how to go through difficult things and hard times together. And I think that that's what's happening is that we live in a culture where we don't want anything bad to happen. And if it is, then it couldn't be God's will. And that's just exactly wrong. Yeah, and we we do that with the Lord too, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is hard, and I went about this relationship with the Lord. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just in our human human relationships. It's like, oh gosh, this is it's hard to be a Christian. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And I think you know, one of the most I've talked about it. It was it's been a long time since I've talked about it, and I won't right now fully. But you know, I lived out west for a little while mm-hmm. and took a job out west. You know, five thousand miles away from everyone, everything I knew, and it was one of those where I had to implement this. Like I want what God wanted. I was open to it. He mm-hmm. opened the door. It happened. I went out there and it was the worst experience of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, hair fell out, trauma, all the things. And that was something I really struggled with where I was like, yeah, I was like, I knew that God, I, I, if he didn't want me to go, I gave him every chance, you know, he would have stopped me. But, and still to this day, I mean, I've been back for eight years so this was, you know, a while ago. And I still, I know without shove a doubt that that was God's will, but mm-hmm. it was the hardest, one of the hardest seasons of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if not the hardest season of my life. So he got me through it. it and it gave yeah. me, and, you know, I don't regret it. And I, it gives me something, like you said, it's a part of my journey. I wouldn't want to go through it again, <laughs> but. But it is through those opportunities that you see God work, a mighty work in your heart and into how you can heal do very difficult things. It's yeah. I know him in a very different way now than I did then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, than so, I did before. So, so bottom line, Kara, as we end this conversation, to know God's will, Paul urges us as believers, as a child of God, to present. If we want to worship God in truth and in spirit, we've got to present ourselves. We have to let uh, God be everything. He's got to be. I heard it say so many times. If God isn't. Um, isn't your everything. He's not anything. If he's not your all, he's not all of anything. So I think that that's one of those things is that it's just not one area. It's not a job. It's not a marriage. It's not friendships. It's not that. It's not all of these things. It's like, God, are you everything? If he's not everything to you, then then you're going to walk away. And I just want to say, that. at the very at the end, this really mm-hmm. quickly is the Lord's job to do that because when he wasn't everything to me, that was my prayer. When I was honest, I said, you are not everything to me, but help me to help me get there. Like Mm -hmm. do this in me. And I think that's all it's like, that's all you got to do. And that's when your mind is transformed Mm -hmm. because it goes from thinking fleshly and thinking, you know, like a human being to thinking God's way. And only the Holy Spirit can do that. 
Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, dotbowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. Thank you.